after you identify that gift and you decide that you want to take that leap of faith. And the leap of faith is not always leaving a job to be an entrepreneur. For some people, it might be the dream job to work in this dream company. To, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, your, your dream is your dream. Mm-hmm. But with that, you're ultimately going to have a tennis match in your head between the highest version of yourself and the version of yourself that wants to argue for your limitations. Hey guys, what's good? Welcome to the Cosign Life. If you're watching this video, that means you co-sign us and we co-sign you. So here are a couple of ways to support us at Cosign Magazine. Number one, view the description below, click the link and purchase an issue of Cosign Magazine. It's like this, this one right here, physical. You can purchase this. Number two, you can also support us by purchasing Cosign merch. Hit the link below and it'll take you to all our past merch items and we'd love to have your support and see you wear Cosign Magazine. back for another episode of Cosign Conversations. This one's a little different though. This time we got the young legend from Dallas, Texas, Bobby Sessions in the house yes, at Cosign Law. What's good, my guy? How you feeling? Man, I feel amazing, bro. Great, um, man. Great. You know, we go way back, way back. So when when Cosign finally like took its, started taking us, you know, it's, it's catapult, like we started really getting into music and then, you know, the deep bellum scene, the underground scene, and you know, you and Brain Game back in the day, AD, y'all was like the first ones that I kind of connected with, bro. So to see where we all started at to where we're at right now is a beautiful thing, bro. So I, I want to start off with saying congratulations to all your success. Appreciate that, Much brother. love, Thank man. You, man. And, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see, bro. Thank you, bro. So, man, I want to kind of start off with just how you how are you doing, bro? How are you mentally? How you been feeling? <laughs> How's life? Uh, Man, life is great. Yeah. Yeah, life is great. I mean, it's been a lot of... um you know, great manifestations that have taken place. Thanks. It's good to see the fruits of your labor and see, you know, ideas and things that you had in your mind uh, coming to fruition. And so ultimately I feel good and, and, and very inspired. I feel like the flame inside of me is just growing and growing. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? And, and burning hotter and hotter to, to make sure to get this messaging out all across the world. Most definitely, bro. And I kind of want to elaborate on that because for me it's kind of like, meditating right mm-hmm. you know it's, it's good for you something you should be doing but a lot of times people's mind wonders a lot like it's hard to control your thoughts right? right so when you were you know you rapped about it when you were down to i want to say what last 57 dollars i want to say or something around there yeah, around 50 bucks yeah. so when you're when you're manifesting your your goals and your future bro like how do you stay focused and locked in and not worry about everything else that's going inside yeah it's a great question i think um one, it, it starts with identifying what the gift is. Right. Your gift is the thing that you do extremely well with the least amount of effort. For sure. You know, that's the gift. So for me, I knew, you know, rapping was it. So after I studied, I studied the the stories of all the people that were like success stories. Everybody mm-hmm. that I looked up to, I studied their story. I found any info I had, whether it's a compilation video, that's a quick mm-hmm. seven minute thing about their life or an article of them telling their story. And I saw the common theme was they had some hardships. They had some difficult things right. uh, along their journey, but you know, they just kept creating and they, just, they didn't spend all that time complaining. And I realized, okay, 
whatever the hardships and the tough times that I'm going through right now, this is just part of my story. Right. And I and I literally viewed it during that time, like, okay, this is just when when they tell my story later, yeah. when they do my movie later, this is just gonna be that part that's like five seconds where it's like, yeah, there were times we was grinding it out. Yeah, da, yeah, da, yeah. Da, da, da. I'm like, all of this is just that part in the story. And I have like a I had a clear picture of like the end. What right. that what that looks like. What what what's the most successful version of Bobby Session, like what that person looks like. And if I believe and know that to be true, that must mean that I got through whatever period that this was. And I try to hold a clear mental image in my head and hold on to that and, and accept that as true right now. And then everything else works itself out. Nah, that's amazing, bro. So the grind has been consistent. That's one yeah. thing. But the grind is different now. So yeah. kind of talk to me about, if anything, what do you miss about the grind back in 2013, 14, really in the mm. trenches? uh opposed to now not much (laughs) (laughs) not much um i would say if there's one thing i I miss it would um i think i would say it was ironically maybe like easier to be happy Mm. Like, so for example, you have like, uh, my manager, he just, he describes this like, um, the blur. So it's just like, it's so much, once things starts manifesting and they start manifesting at a rapid rate, you got so much shit that's happening. It feels like a blur. Like, so it's hard to really process and take in all of those different events and manifestations that's taking place in your life. But like back then in 2013, if I got on a big show or some shit like that was like a moment like oh man we manifested that if i got you know my song played on the radio that was like the 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 biggest thing then when you have several big things that happen in one day and then it happens the next day and the next day you'll start you you can easily uh put yourself in a state that you're not really being appreciative of the great things that's happening it felt like the norm it becomes the norm so i didn't say it was easy to be happy but it was easier back then to be appreciative of the manifestations because they they were happening they wasn't happening as rapidly right so it was like you really could take in like okay i can clearly see that this is advancing that this is going from a to b whereas now it's like i have to actively put myself in situations to really take in what's happening mm-hmm. i would say that's the that would be one thing i miss about that time that's what's up bro i don't want to delve too much on the past but since we have history bro there's like a couple yeah. of things i just want to talk about because i feel like they're they correlate to a lot of different artists. Like a lot of artists have experienced that in their time. Yeah. So, you know, back then, you you were part of a group. Everybody had their talents, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, things happen. Everybody goes a separate way. Sure. Out of that, though, a lot of y'all had different opportunities to get the to the next level of success, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but what I would say is, well, my question for you is, why do you feel like, you know, if you've reached this success, you know, when at things happen and you're by yourself, it happened for one guy by himself as well, and another guy went to New York to do himself, but collectively, it didn't work that way. And it happens a lot in groups, R&B, rap, hip-hop, everything. So from right. your experience, what would you say it is? Um, I mean, I feel like, uh, well, I can't speak on anybody else, but for me, I just, I just... I studied manifestation, mm-hmm. I studied the law of attraction, I studied how people can take ideas in their mind and hold them in their hand, and I put blinders on. 
Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really concern myself with what um, everybody else was doing. If I saw something that um, that somebody was doing, like in the world, that was inspiring, I took that energy in, right. um, and I just was actively manifesting. I studied, you know, pretty. I was pretty much a student of the self help section of the library, whether it was from reading books. I seen four agreements over there to oh, the yeah, side that sure. caught my eye. Yeah. Um, like, you know, from reading the books to the audio books to a number of those different things. And I just was headstrong about that. And I think, you know, when I decided to take life into my own hands and I realized, OK, my purpose in the music is to spread this, these principles of manifesting in the law of attraction. I just right. think, you know, I willed it into existence. And that was the mentality. No doubt. Yeah. So we're talking about the books. What's one book that helped change your life? Um, that's one of them. I would Four say the, the main one is... Uh, as a Man Thinker by James Allen. Okay. Um, and Think and Grow Rich. I got that up there too. Okay, yeah, that's what's that up by there. Napoleon Hill. Yeah, that yeah, one was yeah. that one was big mainly because they got the two things in there, the 30 reasons for success, 30 mm-hmm. reasons for failure. And the story, there's a story in there. Um, I call it the burn the boat story. Okay. You know, the one where it's like, I guess it was two people or two um, like groups of people that were at odds. They were at war with each other. And for them to basically be about to smoke, one of them had to travel mm. by boat to the to the land of the enemy so they can, you know what I'm saying, go ahead and go at it. Right. And, and when they landed, they burned their boats. Like, basically, we're going to win this war or we're oh, dying. Yeah. That's it. But yeah. the option for a retreat, yeah, we, we eliminated it. Yeah. And that, that story in particular from Think and Grow Rich gave me the confidence. Like, when I had left my job to do music, I was like, no matter how fucked up it gets, yeah. I will not go back under any circumstance. No plan B. No plan B. Yeah. yeah. Bro, Manifest, debut album on Def Jam. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm going to clap. Thank you, bro. I'm going to clap real Thanks, quick. Man. Bro, so what was your thought process different from Law of Attraction? Because that changed your life as well. Yeah, it did. LOA changed your life. Yeah. Now, Manifest is changing your life. How they change your life differently? Man, so, you know, LOA was, um, yeah, that was the first body of work I released after leaving uh, my job. You know, that was through high standards. And now with Manifest, you know, being released through high standards and Def Jam, it, it was, it's a big deal mainly because on a lot of layers. One of them is like, I feel like it's the major label or professional version of what LOA right. was. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, it's it's the... It's the motherfucker. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's the motherfucker. It's yeah. the, you know, I think when I released LOA, I was trying to establish myself as like a top tier Dallas act. Right. Um, versus this manifest intention is to establish myself as a top tier global act. Global act. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like with, when I dropped LOA, I'm like, oh, this is the best project in the city. And then yeah. that was the whole yeah. goal really with right. that. And I was going to be happy if I got a couple blog placements or something off of it. Right. But Manifest, in my eyes, it's the best album of 2021 out of all releases that's been out. Like, that's how we feel about it. And, yes, you know, you go from recording Ella Wade in, a, in an apartment and then Manifest, <laughs> we did that in the Thriller Room. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And Michael that. Jackson cut his shit in. And it's like, yeah. it was all of these manifestations and, um, you know, rapping with some of my favorite rappers, Rick Ross. Benny the, yeah, uh, Benny Benny the Butcher. Butcher, Freddie Gibbs, you know, <laughs> yeah. Lecrae on there, Hollywood Baby, like, yeah. it was just, you know, the culmination of a lot of, a lot of sacrifices, a lot, it's almost like it took me, you know, I started rapping in 2010, so it took me 10 years to 
make a project in 10 days mm. kind of thing. Like all mm. those experiences and lessons and, you know, it's, man, it's a great feeling to have it out. I feel like, you know, a kid, it, right before putting it out, I feel like a kid, like right before Christmas, yeah, like man, that, that feeling, like yeah. it gave me that feeling that like finally get it out to the world. Man, that's love, bro. And real quick, I want you to talk to like other artists or local artists out there, right? So what was your process? The artist you named that you always want to work with, like you said, Rick Ross, mm-hmm. uh, Benny the Butcher. Yeah. What was that process like? Was that something to where you had, you know, creative control? Like these are the artists, if it's an opportunity I want to work with, I want to work with, or were they kind of already aligned with the label? And it's oh, kind of no, funny no, way? no. Yeah, no, that, this was this was the dream album. This was okay. like, you know, this was put together by J-Dot and myself. Okay. Um, I manager J-Dot and myself. Like we, we, we went and sat down and was like, we going to make what we've always wanted Man. to make. And we've, you know, uh, our relationship with Def Jam is one where, you know, they we just do our thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think with the album and the producers, you know, uh, AJ ruined my record, Jay Scales, also Blessed, and Zaya, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We all got together and and just made made something great. And, and these were rappers that we were listening, like in 2020, for example, I was listening to the Burden of Proof album. Oh, yeah. You know, ben, <laughs> Benny the Butcher yeah. and Hit Boy, they collab album. Oh, yeah, and, of course. And, uh, and uh, the Alfredo album with mm-hmm. Freddie Gibbs mm-hmm. and the Alchemist, like we was really riding around to yeah. that all last year. And Ross, he's just one of my favorite rappers ever. You know, he's yeah. the he's the gold of luxury rap. I was gonna say the less luxury rap. Yeah, that's it. the luxury rap. He's the best yeah. to ever do that. And yeah. you know, with a record like Penthouse Prayers, he's like, man, this sound like the back of a bro's voice or something. Yeah. Like we got to get Ross on it because he gonna know. He gonna the tone of voice yeah, and just he gonna, the, the cloth he's cut from. He, he gonna know exactly what to do. So it was like a dream album. Uh, got no regrets. Yeah, it was perfect for it, bro. And and the conversations you having on the records, bro, was different. You know, you no longer the Bobby session with fifty seven dollars. You got the Roly. You know <laughs> it is beautiful to see, man. Like I seen a post on Instagram. It was something like, man, some people look at it as um, as uh, as a flex sure. instead of motivation. Right. And that's how I look at things. When I see people that I that, that I know, you know, what I'm saying, get to the next level, it's motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, bro. If he can do it in his lane, yeah. I can do it in my lane and so right. forth and so right. forth, bro. Yeah. So that's that's how people should look at it. Yeah, for manifestation purposes only. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. Instead of motivational, we're gonna say manifestation, manifestation purposes, purposes only, only bro. Yeah. That's what's up, bro. So what's been like what's been your aha moment to when you realize like, bro, this is it. It's it's like we're on now. Like, what was that moment like? Cause I know you had a lot of great moments leading up, like, man, we can't even skip over like the a Grammy Award winning Bobby Sessions now, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right, with the right. pen, bro. But, like, right. was was that one of them? Or what was, like, that earliest moment that you were like, man, things are going to be different? Man, I mean, yeah, the Grammy, that's definitely one of them. Um, the Marvel thing was one of them. Oh, yeah. Me getting a mural in the city was one of them. One. Speaking at Harvard was one of them. Right. Uh, Resume impeccable. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> Resume <laughs> impeccable, man. Uh... Probably my fa- my favorite moment though it's still been the same one. My favorite moment is when I put in my two weeks notice. Yeah, that's when I knew it was like it's up. Like yeah. like in my head, like that's the, that's the day I made it. Yeah, the day I put in that two weeks notice that I just decided like this is what it is. I still haven't had any accol- accolade to top that one. Mm. And yeah. I got you, bro. I wish, man. I ain't gonna lie. My last job they took it took that power from me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they yeah, let me yeah, go. So yeah. I still, I wanted to do it because I had like a whole thing in my head like, man, this is how I'm going to quit. Bro, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, same yeah. thing. It forced me yeah. to really get in my bag. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to get somebody that power 
to you know to to say I'm not valuable enough to work with them or mm-hmm. or to let me go. And I haven't I haven't had a job since then, bro. And everything yeah. has just been just been up, bro. So that's one of like the most motivational things I've witnessed as well, too, bro. Mm-hmm. Being able to you know leave your job and do what you love full time, right? Right. What you love, man. Cause life is short. Right. Life is short. Right. So you might as well spend your time doing it what you love and living life on your own terms. Right. You know what I'm saying? I agree a thousand percent. Especially especially when like when what you love is in alignment with your gift. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I've been noticing there's some people that like, for example, they love they love rap music. So in their mind, they're like, I got to be a rapper. Right. And it's like that might not be your gift though exactly like your 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 gift might be being an architect but right. you want the you want the love of a rapper but if the worst thing that can happen for you is something pop off and something that's not your gift for real yeah. and then now you have to you can't just take the rewards that come with it you got to take the responsibilities exactly. that's also attached with that you know what I'm saying so it's like when you able to do what you love and it's your gift that's like the perfect marriage in the world Bro, nah, you said it right on. You said it right on, bro. And I want to, I can't, I, bro, we can't just like kind of skip over the whole Grammy thing. Cause not that many people in Dallas, in the world, period. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? With this. So for you being from Dallas, Texas, you know what I'm saying? With the riding, bro, kind of, I don't even want to say kind of talk about that experience. I'm sure you get that a lot. But I want to say is when you were working with, you know, um, Jay White, mm-hmm. Meg, and all that, did y'all, at that moment, y'all knew I had something special? We did. Um, like I remember, um, you know, that night I remember Jay White saying that we was gonna win a Grammy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I Spoken remember Yeah, and I I remember saying like, Okay, yeah, this is like a hit record. Like mm-hmm. I just know that this is a hit and you know, and Megan's just special in general. Like right. it was just like there there was the energy in the room, even uh, you know, Eddie the engineer E Mix I was in the room, like we knew something special right. took place for sure. And uh it was every the it was every opportunity in society for that record to not do what it did. You know what I'm saying? You got yeah. a pandemic. Yeah. You got, you know, quarantine. Mm-hmm. People not able to shoot music videos. Um, but, you know, God made a way. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, because yeah. with people being in the house uh, during quarantine, it's a difficult time. People just need some some spark of happiness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some kind of joy or something. And, and that led people to TikTok. A young lady, you know, created a dance, and then Crazy. next thing you know, you start seeing families all across yeah. the world just yeah. in the living room doing a dance to the song, and it was providing, you know, some relief during a very difficult time. For sure. And then, um, you know, the song got to like number four on Billboard before Beyonce yeah. hopped on it. So and, and, and with no music video, and then when she hopped on it, it that rap. just man that shit just yeah it was a wrap from there and real texas shit on that too yeah for real and then you know to have like the sales the sales of the record go towards you know covid relief with the bread of life in houston so then did like i think 2.5 million in covid Mm -hmm. relief in houston so it's like it was a win on all fronts you know and so we got the number one record we got the super uh the the grammy song it felt like you know we won the super bowl with that one like that that was a yeah, I'll never forget forget that ever, man. Ever, and that's that's really and to me, I feel like all those accomplishments kind of bring me to when I hear you talk about. I want to say it's um, it's a champagne, champagne in the phantom, mm-hmm. champagne in the phantom. I don't know why, bro. That that one right there for that's me. That's the one. That's that champagne. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why would I hear that one. I'm like, oh my god, bro. Yeah, that's it for me. Usually for me, 
it's one of those I always try to like always gravitate to records that um are like the leading singles and mm-hmm. I don't know why or like the more popular ones bro right but it's something about that one that just mm. like yeah that's that's that's, that's the one me. that's that's what's up that's great to hear you know yeah. I've been telling people you know I'm not I'm not responsible for like any babies that get made to that one. You know what I'm saying? Like that one just got a certain vibe. It do. It just got a vibe. It's it just, do. It man. just feels, you know. It just, it just feels good. Nah, it do, man. Yeah, it do, bro. So yeah. like, man, when we, when you, when you, when you, when you wrote that one, what was your mind at though, bro? Like, man, I think that was the last song we made. That was the last one. Yeah, that was the last song. Yeah, that was the last song we made. Um. I wanted some cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just yeah. wanted something cool. Like, um, I remember, like, I think before that session, me and Jada spoke. It was like, man, we missing like this just one vibe because yeah. I had the distractions of the flesh, you know, the song that's right before it on mm-hmm. the album. You know, that was kind of, you know, touching on that that toxic behavior in right. a relationship, but one that's kind of like, I didn't want to just make a, a song for people just to you know, twerk to or songs yeah, yeah, yeah. people have sex to. It's like, I want it to be like some cool, like yeah. cool vibe. And I had like the sonics in my head, like uh, like how it needed to sound. So I remember coming into the studio, I had um, I had got like two bottles of, of champagne in there, like I just sat it yeah. in the ice and it was just like, um, and I talked to, to, to AJ and Scales. So I was like, yo, we need to get the vibes. Then woo, woo, woo. Yeah. And then they start on a the beat. Then, uh, I was like, man, be dope. Zaya did her thing. So yeah. then, so, so Zaya, she goes and she like sings something and like we basically made that a sample. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then had this great writer by the name of Dab that came in and he basically was like, it was like, yo, I, I explained a vision like, yo, this has got to be like da 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 da. And he was like, hold up, man, let me smoke real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes outside, smokes for a little bit and he was like, all right, you know, like, let me in the booth. Like, yeah. it's real, like, the chillest person I ever, like, really, he just yeah. got, like, a very, like, free-flowing kind of spirit. And he went in and, like, basically, like, freestyled that shit. Like, okay. like just, like, the hook you hear right now is, yeah. like, he really just went in, like, just freestyled that. And I was just like, yo, like, like who is this guy? <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, that was crazy. And then uh, I did my parts, and then we all just had, like, uh, we had like the, the 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 room like oh like dark it looked like yeah. it was inside of a phantom for real for yeah, real it looked we like all light. like we had like lights where it, in like the star like the stars or yeah. whatever but it was just like a certain vibe and we all toasted and we like okay it's done now like yeah. this is the, this is the song so everything we did past that point was just like tweaking records but that gotcha. was the last song that was made that tied it all together yeah that tied it together yeah. it was beautiful bro everything's I seem like everything's in house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like y'all got mm-hmm. an amazing team. I mean, it's of course it's a it's a beautiful thing, you know what I'm saying, and work with your partner, you know what right. I'm saying? Your, right. your right hand, somebody who's been down with you since day one. For real. And, and congratulations on that. And I commend you on man. that, bro, because appreciate that, man. Not only are you speaking positive things in life, bro, but you showing, you know, you showing young people, young brother people in the industry that bro, like love is beautiful. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid mm. of it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I feel like yeah. some the the masculine aspect is like, man, you gotta have a bunch of women. That's not cool no more. Having one mm-hmm. that ride with you is man. I appreciate that, man. Love, yeah, bro. you know, she was really there from day one, day one. Yeah, like, day one. yeah, like for real, for real. Yeah, we over ten years deep with it, so it's like, oh, that's what's up. Man. Yeah, so you know, I don't think I would be where I 
I'm at today without her yeah. support. You know what I'm saying? For real. Nah, for sure, man. Yeah. Y'all got a vibe to that one in the, in the, in the phantom with the champagne. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's sooner, sooner than later. Yeah, yeah bro. Literally. But I don't want to hold you up too much longer, bro. But I also want to ask you this, bro. I, it's a, I know it's a long, long career you had, right? It was short, but it's still long. Right. Who was one of the first people that co-signed you as an artist that you could remember? Mm. That was like, man, you got something, bro. Like, let me help you with this, or you got something, let me introduce you to somebody. But mm-hmm. the co-sign that kind of was significant for you, that kind of, you know what I'm saying, that kind of helped you get to another level or just some some recognition or notoriety. Yeah, um, I mean, I would say my manager, J-Dot. I okay. mean, because that was the first person that, that's, that's, the, that's the one person that could really refer to themselves as like an OG of mine. You gotcha. know what I'm Because... Yeah. That's somebody that really has real stripes in the business and right. basically like, you know, gave, gave me that confidence. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I believe in what you're doing. But he he was like the first person that was like, yo, I believe in what you're doing that didn't sell me a dream. Mm. Like on some, yeah, I can press a magic button. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't like that. It was like, yeah, we finna, <laughs> we finna grind this shit out. Like, work, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like this, some, this is some... Um, you know, we got we got some work to do. You know what I'm saying? I'll say from from the executive side. Yeah, when what year was that? That was um. I had met J Dot less than a month after I left my job. Okay. So it was like one of those things where it was like it was like a funny like chain of events. Like I had left. I had this uh this song called Black America. I released it on MLK Day, mm-hmm. um in January, and um like less than a week after I put that record out. I had ended up running into to J Dot and he had gave me the vision for um high standards and was like, yo, I'm trying to do whoop 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 this, 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 this. Yeah. And it was like he was like the per- he was the only person that wasn't like on some some real cap ass shit. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody was like, Yeah, I can, you know, get you in with Madonna tomorrow. Like yeah. everybody just, just sold on some extra type. And it was yeah. just like, nah. <laughs> like you ain't yeah. that you ain't uh it's like I could, but you're not at that yeah. point yet. You know, we need to, you right. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I would say that was, like, the first cosign. And from an artist standpoint, I would say um, a random moment where I met um, Andre 3000. In I, Dallas? It was in Dallas, <laughs> yeah. I was, um, this was, like, 2016, I think. I had um, I opened for Dave East at House of Blues in Dallas. Dave East. And, um... Uh, I remember doing my sound check, and it was like it wasn't like a lot of people there. Yeah. So I go back to the, the green room in the back. I come out on stage, and it's like super early in the night. It's like six people. Yeah. But one of the six just happened to be Andre Three Thousand. He's just there. He's just there. <laughs> like just on, like how he just be randomly yeah. playing like the flute at Starbucks in yeah. Connecticut or some shit. It was like one he just randomly. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's Andre Three Thousand. But yeah. I was put, but. I was performing like it was sold out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I and I I was performing. So the last song in my set at the time was uh the the title track of that part, the LOA. Okay. And I'm like, LOA. I used to perform it all around Dallas. Yeah. And he's like, LOA, saying it back. I'm like, I'm like, yo. So yeah. I get off stage, there's somebody that's trying to give me like a t-shirt, and Andre 3000 is like waiting, like, like almost like in line yeah. to speak. I'm like, he Andre Yeah, and I and I was thinking like, like I was gonna tell the dude, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like what's hey, like about? <laughs> hey, 
but then it was like, I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I like, uh, and he just sitting there waiting. I'm just like, do you not know that you're fucking, yeah. he's just like, man, that was dope. Da, 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 da. So I remember I had like a bunch of CDs on me. Um, and then, uh, I had like, I went to his box. I got one. I gave him one and he was just like, yo, like, you mind if I get like two? And I'm just looking at him like, nigga, what? <laughs> like, this yeah. humble. I'm like, yo, you're, you're like one uh, of my idols, like for yeah. real, for real. And just him saying that it was dope. And the fact that he said the LOA back. Yeah. And even though it wasn't a lot of people there for me, that was like, ah, oh, man, that was everything. Cause that's like yeah, one of my, yeah. like, that's one of my favorite rappers ever. Like right. one of my dream collaborations, like, yeah. you know, his, his ability to rap on different beats and just be so authentic. And I was like, man, like that's, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was, that was huge. Man, he's yeah. the goat, bro. I yeah, got I, I got to ask this while we're on this, bro. So I used to ask artists, just like you said, dream record, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you this too, man, before we get out of here. Dream record, right? Dream producer, one feature, who would it be? Okay. And what would you title the song and why? Oh my God. <laughs> That's some pressure. Um, Pharrell on the beat. Okay. Jay Z as the feature. Okay, hoes. Um, song will be called I Told You Niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I told you niggas. That's self-explanatory. Yeah. I told you niggas. That's what's up. For real, ho. I told you niggas, bro. I told you niggas. <laughs> All right, bro. Two more. So Manifest is out, bro. Yeah. It's been going crazy. Featured everywhere. You, bro. You got the control uh, video. First uh, freestyle out, bro. You're doing numbers, bro. What I want to say is, man, for somebody who isn't familiar with you, just mm-hmm. get the project. Just start finding out about you. What record do you want them to go to immediately that kind of describes Bobby Sessions? Cog in the Machine. Cog in the Machine. Cog in the Machine. It's the, yeah. It was the, the first single off of the project. For sure. It's the one that um, samples my favorite song of all time. Mm-hmm. It's a record called Sooner or Later off the NERD album um, called Seeing Sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those not familiar, NERD, I guess you can call them like an alternative band, hip hop right. band kind of thing um, with Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo. And uh, so we sampled that record. It's like the theme song to me leaving my job, mm-hmm. you know, where I felt like a cog in a machine, a, a hamster on the wheel, so to speak, yeah. doing something I didn't love to do and ultimately not using my gift. And like that record just sums up me taking that leap, that leap of faith and that old lifestyle of monotony, like it's over, leave it. Like, yeah. you know, we gotta, gotta manifest this shit. Nah, that's real, bro. Video was amazing too. Thank bro. you, man. Appreciate Super it. Super produced, man. It, yeah. Bro, it felt motivational, man. I'm watching like the I'm watching you play different roles. I'm like, damn, right. I'll be in that position too. I did the construction joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> cool way yeah. to get out of here. And then yeah. to wrap it all up, you yeah. know what I'm saying, with you at the top. You know what I'm saying? Rooftop, bro. Like, man, it's more super motivational, bro. Man, thank which, you, man. Man, which leads to the perfect ending, bro. Um, leave the people, artists, creators, entrepreneurs, executives, whoever, moms, dads, leave us with some motivation. What do you want to tell the people, you know, who kind of get stuck in the rat race to keep going? Like, what would, what advice would you give them? What do you want to tell them uh, to motivate, inspire, and keep them going? Bet. I would say, one, again, identify your gift. Again, that's the thing you do extremely well with the least amount of effort. After you identify that gift and you decide that you want to take that leap of faith and the leap of faith is not always leaving a job to be an entrepreneur for some people it might be the dream job to work in this dream company or you know what i'm saying like 
that your your dream is your dream. Mm-hmm. But with that, you're ultimately going to have a tennis match in your head between the highest version of yourself and the version of yourself that wants to argue for your limitations. Mm-hmm. And while you're having that tennis match, one of the best practices that you can have is the process of meditating. Obviously, this word is used a lot, but the purpose of it is to slow your thoughts down so you can be more intentional with your thoughts. Mm. So a lot of people, you know, especially creatives, we have a million thoughts going at one time. We got a whole bunch of things, all these alternate worlds and shit. So with meditating, with breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth, just slow it down and become extremely present as you become present and you slow those thoughts down you then go okay i am powerful like let's say if you want to manifest being a chef you're like okay i'm the greatest motherfucker chef like you know what i'm saying that's what i would say (laughs) i'm a legendary chef and then imagine that version of Mm. yourself to the smallest detail get very Mm. clear imagine use your imagination to your advantage imagine this 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 high performing shift and now mimic the behavior of that person that's amazing. and then you begin to close the gap between who you are and who you want to be bro that's amazing thank you bro y'all heard it here on cosign conversations with the young legend from dallas texas bobby sessions go download stream buy manifest right now go get the merch pack do Please. all that follow run up the views on the videos you know what i'm saying this is how we doing it and as you know, we at Cosign, Cosign Bobby Sessions, continue to look Cosign life. Hey guys, what's good? Thanks for supporting Cosign Magazine by watching this video. If you really enjoy this content, please subscribe, like, comment, and share.